Pokémon. No, it wasn't last night. It was like two nights ago and I was just like sitting in my room and I was like, I don't want to do anything. I'm so like, it's so cold. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is already like winter depression kicking in. And I was like, Corey, just suck it up for like the next four days and then you'll go to New Hampshire and that'll be different enough where it won't ma mind. Yeah. Like it won't matter. And then I was like, and then you get to go to Hawaii for 10 days yes! or like 12 days. So I'm like, fuck yes. It's a, such a long Hawaii trip. I'm so excited for us. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I'll start. Hi, everybody. What's up? Welcome. Aloha. Welcome Aloha, to, bitches. Um, anyways, how's your sex life? Yeah, because by the time you're listening to this, we're in Hawaii. No, we're not. We're, you're, this is next Monday. No, this is the Monday. I'm in New Hampshire. No, because that's Christmas. This <gasps> is the oh, shit. Christmas. Yeah, by the time you're hearing this. Aloha. Aloha. Melekalikimaka, everybody. Lilakoi. Right now, Corey is currently sitting at an airport waiting to go to Hawaii, and I am in Very California true. driving to an airport to go to, to go to Hawaii. Fuck yes. So, aloha, everybody. Aloha. I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas or Hanukkah or, you know, whatever you celebrated. And yeah. I hope you are getting ready to get lit for New Year's Eve. For fucking New Year's Eve. Because New Year's Eve is tomorrow. Literally a day from now. But for us, it is a long time because it's December 18th. Yeah. <laughs> so we're sad right now. So we're sad. but we're... we still have days of work. Yeah. But we're recording episodes in advance for you guys because we won't be in Utah for the next four Mondays. We haven't even seen Star Wars yet. We haven't Think even seen that. Star Wars yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think we're... back to that. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even been confused yet by Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. I'm super excited, though. <laughs> well, anyways, let's just, just, let's just jump straight into faggot facts, affogato facts. Yeah. Um, only announcement is just remember, again, like, we are not doing uh, Patreon until at least February, but we'll announce that later. Yeah. Um, we will give y'all monies for whoever spent it on this, and then, we're, then we'll just pause it yeah. until we start it up again. If you have We're just gone too much, and our lives are too busy right now. We can't do that extra, like, five hours of recording plus, you know, six, seven hours of editing. Well, yeah, because we we're, we're, we're missing half of January because we're in Hawaii, and then the last week of January... I'm in Vegas, and then Corey's in Vegas, but at different times. And literally then, a week apart. We're oh, so mad. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's literally like, a week he apart. He will be, like, leaving the hotel as I'm driving into the hotel. Yeah. We'll, like, high-five yeah. as we pass each other. <laughs> it's, it's so, so dumb. Like, we could have partied so hard yeah. at, like, these weird business <laughs> parties I'm going to go to. It would have been fun. Well, so my one of my business partners, he <gasps> yeah. told me. Did I tell you this yet? Yes, you said it last week. Uh -huh. Did I say it on here? Uh-huh. How there's, like, naked people? No, oh. he did not say that. <laughs> okay, he said that it's so wild, Fuck like yes. the parties. He said he walked into like one of the clubs because there's all these parties going on because it's all like really sleazy networking and stuff. And he said he saw this one like business guy naked in these two Hot. like booth babes so like porn stars naked and they Hot. were just like fucking in the corner of the club. Hot. And like my, my business partner, I'm not going to say his name, but... um. He is Mormon. And so he was like in the club, like, whoa. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's, He's like, like, this is much. This is really turning me on. And you yeah. leave. <laughs> so he told me that. And I was like, shit, we get a party. And he was like, no, that's not the point of the conference. Yeah. So, anyways, it gets wild. 
So I'm ready to He's turn like, up. or is it? Is it the point of the conference? Right. But yeah, so long story short, January is nuts yeah. for both me and Corey. And beginning of February. And then, yeah, and potentially February will be nuts as well. Yeah. So it's 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 crazy. And then we have Corey's birthday. Yay. Ooh, it's all going to happen so fast. Yeah. They'll be like, yay, it's March. <laughs> and then we're, no, wait, oh January? Oh, my God, it's Pride. <laughs> oh, hey, wait. Oh, we'll be in. This will be interesting because usually January is like the longest fucking month of our life month of your life but because we're in hawaii mm-hmm. like maybe it'll make it sh- quicker it will but it'll be interesting to see because usually f- january just lasts like Forever. four years and then february and march is like fucking two seconds yeah and then suddenly it's pride yeah and then suddenly it's pride and we're like <laughs> fuck yeah suddenly we're doing body shots yeah <laughs> <It's pride. laughs> okay so um I forgot this facts. is our twilight zone episode right <gasps> yes oh my god y'all oh. I, i'll put it in the background right here right now so we're gonna try and live up to episode 11 oh and if you haven't listened to episode 11 go literally that's one of our best episodes it's one of our best episodes yeah go listen to it it's probably our scariest episode yeah Uh oh wait no we did another scary episode we did a while ago like 10 or 15 episodes but episode 11 is probably it's on my top five yeah favorite episodes we've ever done so go listen to it like pause right now go listen it's really scary and good um it'll it'll literally change your life yeah. Like every time I go out to the car alone, <laughs> like I think of Black Eyed Children. Every time I'm in the elevator, I think of Alyssa Lamb. Alyssa Lamb. Yeah. Okay. Literally. It's yeah. Like, it, it, it's It'll change fuck you. your everyday life. Yeah. So go yeah. listen. So and will today. So hopefully today. No. Mine it, will. Corey's will. Mine might not. <laughs> mine but fucking will. It's cool. <laughs> I really, I did a really good episode a few days ago. That I should have just waited for New Year's. Yes. That was, so. I was so, I'm still mad. Yeah. I'm still mad. That's like if, if it was a genie, our three wish genies. Simone. Simone kid. is a. I just want a picture of Simone. Not yeah. even. I don't even need to see her in real life. I just want a picture of Simone as a kitten. As a kitten. <laughs> we have it. So we have. There's s'mores. one other one we came up with and we forgot. But then the third one would be. I want to know what fucking happened to fucking whatever his name is. Yeah. To that one guy. To I, that episode I did like three. I already <laughs> forgot his name. It's the Brian one where he Schaefer? goes into the bar and then what? Brian Schaefer. That sounds right. Maybe. Brian. <laughs> I think his name is Brian. Yeah, Brian Schaefer sounds right. Yeah. yeah. It was the dude that went inside of a bar and he never came out. And he's gone. And he's gone. <laughs> he just disappeared. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> um, okay, so let's Afogato go to my, f- my, my Afogato fact. Okay, so, um, you know, it's new year, new you, new me, new uh-huh. us, it's 20- new them. Ooh, new decade. New decade. Fuck this past decade. Actually, I like this past decade. Yeah, it was we great. met this yeah. past decade. Yeah, <laughs> this is a great decade. Um... It was our twenties. It was our. Oh wait, no, you're like you're like bitch. <laughs> I'm not even halfway through. I'm like that was my twenties. <laughs> like I'm 24. <laughs> yeah, I have one year is well, one year left. I'm sad. It's okay. Thirties. Thirties is the new twenties. It We're is. Yeah. It's in like thir- the thirties is like hot. Yeah, exactly. Thirties is like hot, and then for gays, like it says you're old, but like that's only because like people are interested in twinks. I don't give a fuck about twinks. So yeah. like bring on those hairy daddies and like hairy 37 year olds that have a life yes fuck yes okay so mine is uh is um tweets or messages online of people's firsts in a gay bar oh fun so new year's is always about like doing new things and like trying different things so this these are people uh these are funny like like one to three sentences of people's first times at a gay bar i'm so excited (laughs) okay so uh, I'm just going to start reading. It says, I had a drag queen take a $5 bill out of my mouth with her tongue. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. I ended up reading Game of Thrones alone in a corner while my friend danced and made out with some dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this guy came up to me dressed as Abraham Lincoln and told me he wanted to take me right there. Oh, <laughs> 
That's so funny. Um, next one. I broke my tailbone attempting to do the single ladies dance. Oh my God. Cool. <laughs> I couldn't sit without one of those donut things for about two months and you can feel where my tailbone uh, jets in. <gasps> Whoa. Oh shit. Intense. You committed to that dance. <laughs> shit. That but, would be so, you like roll to the ER. They're like, how did this happen? You're, you're like, like, oh, is that a gay bar dancing to single you're ladies? You're like, shut your whore mouth to your friends. Because I would be like, he was doing the single ladies dance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, here's the video. <laughs> here's the viral video. Um, with the mindset that the bar would look like the Babylon from Queer as Folk, I was greatly disappointed at first. Same, right? Yeah, Just isn't like, that the so fucking glad I never. So glad I went to a gay bar before I watched that. Because that's all I would expect. No, for real. Yeah. Except for. That's if Denver you go one. to Denver, <laughs> if you go to Denver, listen up, bitches. There are two really big bars. One of them is sort of a country bar. That one's a great bar. It's super fun. It's actually really fun to walk around drunk. You know when you do get drunk, you just do laps around the bar to just watch people. Yeah, it's like so fucking crazy to walk around that bar. There's another one. I forget what it's called, but y'all know what it's called because like this big warehouse, but and it opens up into like five different dance floors. It is literally like Babylon. That's so fun. It is, there was like a whole wall of LED lights with like go-go dancers dancing on pillars in front of them. That's no so joke. fun. Anyways. You know where we should story. we should um, go to Pride one year? It doesn't have to be this year, but in the future. We should totally go to Nashville because then my mom can hang out with us. Oh, my that'd God. Be that'd so be so fun. fun. That'd be so fun. And Nashville's. I think this next year we should PA. go to just Denver. It, it, yeah. it wouldn't cost us much money. We could I drive think we there. should go. Yeah. I we could drive just, us to my Tesla. Yeah. We could just drive and like do one night of a B&B and just be like, hey, we're here. We're yeah. clear. We're having fun. That sounds yeah. good. And then I could walk around with my boobs out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Tons of boobs were out. Tons of boobs. Every boob. Oh, yeah. I promised Kyle, by the way, because this is when we FaceTimed like three days ago. Uh-huh. He said, when he arrives in Hawaii, if we do not have a pina colada pressed between our titties together, oh my God, like can you we and have, I, he will be legitimately pressed mad. between your titties? Yeah, no, like together. Yes. Like he wants both of our chests touching oh, with a pina as we colada. Oh, bet- as we like crab walk towards yes, him? Oh, my like, God. Can we do that? Yeah, he, he told me he'll be legitimately upset. <laughs> That's not happening. Oh, my and God. I was like, we're doing that. I was like, say no more. We'll figure it out. Because we're already going to be drunk. Because we're already be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so just like in january 3rd when you're like in your sad cold environment just log on instagram just, just think of us having so much fun yeah log on instagram <laughs> to watch our stories you bitch because it's gonna get annoying <laughs> I, i'm gonna be hey guys be like look how cold you are bitch yeah we like flip you off as we're like doing body shots oh in the my sand. god i'm so excited <laughs> to be like an annoying ass instagrammer <laughs> And you know what? It has nothing to do with the fact that we're in Hawaii. It just has everything to do with the fact that I'm not cold. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) We just lost so many followers. Right. They're like, y'all are assholes. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I don't mind. (laughs) I don't mind when we're going to Hawaii. (laughs) Um, It says, I was greatly disappointed at first. It had one lonely bar and a postage stamp of a dance floor. So sad boy. Sad boy. 69. 69. Um, next one is my first time I went with my dad. The bar was playing pop diva music videos. After ordering a dark beer, my dad looked around and said, so they aren't going to put on ESPN, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Dads. Dads. Oh, that's so nice that he went with him, though. Yeah, that's really cute. That um, I, that would be, well, my mom would be really fun to go clubbing with. Oh, but yeah. just imagining almost any other parent parental figure at a club would be so odd. No. <laughs> no, thank you. 
<laughs> my grandma's like, woo, taking woo. Xanax, like, immediately. <laughs> um, next one is, during Cher's Dark Lady, I clapped with my hands high above my head, as did everyone else. It just felt right, and I never looked back. <laughs> that makes me think of... EDC. ED, or, no, not EDC, but whenever, when, when we did Molly, and and, oh my. and it was, like, Jordan and Brennan and Chris's first pride, yeah. and we just walked in as we started peeking on Molly <laughs> and danced with somebody yes. by Whitney Houston came on. I was like... I wish this was my first Pride experience. Totally. Like, we were peeking on Molly, and that came on. Their first, like, literally within their first five minutes in a gay club. Yeah. Like, all the three of these guys. Uh, one Straights. is bi, two are straight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, is, that was such a perfect, like, gay moment. Okay, so um, this is the second to last one. This one is crazy. I was at the Eagle in San Francisco. There was a big guy, maybe 500 pounds, blowing a tall, sexy man with a very long cock. He was trying to deep throat it and triggered his gag reflex hard. He threw up on the guy's dick, then wiped it off a little, spit on it, and then turned around it so he could fuck him. That's when I stopped watching. <laughs> I would just stand there Pikachu gasping at the whole situation. Yeah. I can't even believe that. I would probably just Pikachu gasp and then just start clapping. That's like, that is so insane. I'm like, picks for no proof. Yeah, that is so right. Yeah. Crazy. So show me a five second video or no proof. Yeah, like, or no Jesus proof. Christ. Just that's... like Instagram me that. Yeah. <laughs> um, last one was I was drunk AF. I don't remember a thing. Oh, yeah, valid. <laughs> valid. <laughs> I don't even remember my first time in a gay club because I was with you guys during 46. So I was drunk. Fireball. That was that sound. I can't remember if jam or sound was my, I think jam was my first time at a gay club. Mm. Fun. Um, I don't remember what happened. Yeah. I don't remember what happened. I think it might've been, you know what? It was when I met Casey. Actually, oh, really? that was the first night. Yeah. That we went to a gay club and that's when I met Casey and my first, my first boyfriend. Yeah. Crazy. I like, Crazy. Your, I like your affogato fact. Yes. That's my affogato fact. Well, time to bring the mood down. Down. Doing what I do best, making you sad. Sad. This is the final spooky scoop of domestic violence. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> Woohoo. Um, so my, fu- my my next spooky scoop is really fun. It's like a break from, because th- these have been so serious. But today is my last serious today's one. serious. So here we go. So last week I talked about uh, safety planning and like emotional safety planning all of that good stuff. Um, or the past two episodes, I talked about that because it ended up being a forty-five minute spooky yes. scoop. Um, so today, I'm going to be talking about um, like leaving a relationship and then also legal information. Okay. So again, really serious, but it's important because like this happens every day. Yeah. To people, um, chances to people. Like can you know. I know a serious part too? Sure. Um, this is just to go with my fact fact too. Um, I know I just like trying to make something fun, and my next one is also fun, but it is about first. So. Um, I encourage you to just like go out and try new things. Yes. Um, if you are interested in the same sex or opposite or having questions about your um, gender and your identity and how you feel in your skin and yourself, just like go and reach out to people, reach out to friends, reach out to the local like um, pride center, et cetera, stuff like that. People are out there and they're trying to help you. So try new things, go out and just be you. Then there's a community waiting for you. There's a community waiting for you. It's beautiful. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, bitch. This is a positive. That's a positive mm-hmm. message. We should just end the podcast right there. Mm-hmm. So back to the domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about uh, leaving a relationship. Let me just zoom in. So just to remind you guys, I am. This is kind of a uh, disclaimer. I put two spooky scoops ago. So I am reading this information directly off of the hotline.org because I am not a professional 
in no I am, but like, like <laughs> I didn't have time to help Chana. Unlike Corey, I'm not a professional. <laughs> so I don't want to give you some wrong advice that like if that could hurt you that yeah endangers your life endangers your life yeah. because like i ain't about that i'm gonna read word for fucking word from the hotline.org so uh yeah so if you want to like read along with me just go to the hotline.org and then click get help and then uh, scroll down to leaving relationship and here we are at here Let's we are go. boom so preparing to leave <sighs> let me take a drink okay. there's a lot of reading that's about to be <laughs> that's like about to go down preparing to leave a domestic violence relationship because violence could escalate when someone tries to leave here are some things to keep in mind before you leave um these are multiple bullet points first bullet point keep any evidence of physical abuse such as pictures of injuries next one keep a journal of all violent incidences noting dates events and threats made if possible keep your journal in a safe place next one is know where you can go to get help tell someone what is happening to you Um, Next one, if you're injured, go to a doctor or an emergency room and report what happened to you. Ask that they document your visit. The next one is plan with your children and identify a safe place for them. This goes back to the safety planning that I've talked about the last two episodes. Uh Um, For example, um, like a room with a lock or a friend's house where they can go for help. Reassure them that their job is to stay safe, not to protect you. And that's very important. Mm. Because uh, as someone who, like, I have seen my mom go through uh, abuse, like, the child's first instinct is going to be, like, protect my mom, protect my mom, yeah. protect my dad. And so I really talk to the kid to make sure, like, get the fuck out of there. Like, don't worry about me. Go protect yourself. You're important. Next one, contact your local shelter and find out about the laws and other resources available to you before you have to use them during a crisis. Womenslaw.org has state-by-state legal information. Next one is acquire job skills or take courses at a community college as you can. And the last one is try to set money aside or ask friends or family members to hold money for you. Okay, so that's how you prep to leave. So when you leave, uh, make a plan for how and where you will escape quickly. You may request a police escort or stand by when you leave. If you have to leave in a hurry, use the following list of items as a guide to what you need to bring with you. Our advocates can help you with come up with a personalized safety plan for leaving. So make sure you bring some identification. This could be a driver's license, birth certificate. Remember your children's birth certificates, social security cards, financial information, money and or credit cards in your name, um, and checking and or saving account books. The next one is legal papers. For example, like a protective order, copies of any lease or rental agreements or the deed to your home, car registration, insurance, health and life insurance, medical records of you and your kids, school records, work permits, green card, visa, passport, divorce and custody papers, marriage license, like all the important shit that you should probably already have all of those in a binder in your house. That's a side note right there because like you never know. This is being human. Yeah, well, like, I've been, I've had to be, like, evacuated from my house a few times because growing up in Southern California, mm-hmm. I've been evacuated because of fires. So, like, I grew up knowing, like, you have a binder with all this stuff readily available. So, like, if shit goes down, you grab your pets or your or your kids, pick up the binder, and you can leave because everything else can be replaced. Just grab your pets. Grab your pets and, like, you know, your social security card and go. <laughs> Next is emergency numbers. So, make sure you have your local police and or sheriff's department. Um, your local domestic violence program or shelter, friends, relatives, and family members, a doctor's office and hospital, um, and a county and a county and or district attorney's office. And the last one is some like miscellaneous items such as medications, house keys, car keys, valuable jewelry, uh, underline bold that, 
that's important because you don't even that could be like money because when my mom and I left um, the my stepdad at the time actually went through all of my mom's jewelry and like all of my jewelry that like had really special meaning to me because like it's like pearls my grandpa got got for me from China like a little gold necklace my mom got for me when I was a baby and he like pawned it all off Um, the next one is a pay-as-you-go cell phone and then an address book um, pictures and sentimental items because you can't replace pictures and sentimental items. That's like really important to me. Um, and then several changes of clothes for you and your kids. And then last emergency money. Okay. So after you leave your safety plan should include ways to ensure your continued safety after leaving an abusive relationship. Here are some safety precautions to consider. Um, change your locks and phone number, call the, call the telephone company to request caller ID, ask that your phone number be blocked so that if you call anyone, neither your partner or anyone else could be able to get your new unlisted phone number, change your work hours and the route you take to work, um, change the route taken to transport children to school or consider having your children change schools. Um, alert school authorities of the situation. If you have a restraining order, keep a certified copy of it with you at all times and inform friends, neighbors, and employers that you have a restraining order in effect. Call law enforcement to enforce the order and give copies of the restraining order to employers, neighbors, and schools along with a picture of the offender. Jesus. I know. It's just so much. It's so scary. Yeah. Consider renting a post office box um, or use the address of a friend for your mail. Be aware that the addresses are on restraining orders and police reports. So be careful to whom you give your new address and phone number to. Um, reschedule your appointments so that the offender... Sorry, let me reread that. Reschedule appointments that the offender is aware of. Um, use different stores and frequent different social spots. Alert neighbors and request that they call the police if they feel you may be in danger. Um, replace metal doors with... Ste- or sorry. Replace wooden doors with steel or metal doors and install security systems. Fuck. Shit. Install a motion-sensitive lighting system. Fuck. Um, tell people you work with about the situation. Have your calls screened by one receptionist if possible. And then tell people who take your, to, who take care of your children or drive slash pick them up from schools and activities. Explain your situation to them and provide them with a copy of the restraining order. Fuck. That's heavy. I, I just, like, man, I just don't get, like, how do you get so angry or how do you just view other humans like such your property that you feel you can treat them like this i don't know i don't it's just so unfathomable yeah like like you like Like, someone has to go through all of that because someone was that abusive because someone just doesn't understand how to treat humans or think that they like matter more yeah i don't i don't get it it's so sad and like like life's already hard enough and then they have to do all of what you just said because yeah like (laughs) like Living day to day is already so difficult, but then like having to live day and day with the fear of you or your children getting hurt, yeah, and having to tell everybody of the situation. To well, make like sure the you're spooky safe. scoop when you said that the girl, uh, or no, 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 the spooky scoop when we did listener stories, um, and I didn't know that was a common thing, but you were like, yeah, it's a common thing where the dad will just go pick up the children and then kill them, kill the child, and kill themselves because oh, yeah. they get in a divorce. Like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, what I know. What the fuck? It's so fucked up. Yeah. Damn. Okay, so the last two things I'm going to go through um, is just le- uh, sorry, legal information. So I am not a lawyer. I am <laughs> reading all this from the hotline.org. I'm reading it word for word, but, uh, you know, go talk to a lawyer if you need help. Go to the hotline.org. There's so many resources out there for you if you do need legal help. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, like, you know, disclaimer right there. 
I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> so like <laughs> I'm just reading from the hotline. I'm not a lawyer as well. I am. Believe it or not. <laughs> I am not a lawyer. <laughs> I am so many things, but a lawyer I am not. But a lawyer we are not. <laughs> so let's go over restraining orders and protective orders. There are some legal actions you can you can take to help keep yourself safe from your abusive partner. The hotline does not give legal advice, nor are we legal advocates. Okay, so they're also not lawyers. Oh, yeah, they're like, bitch. Yeah, so, like, they're also, like... So, y'all have, like, an inception of, we are not lawyers. <laughs> yeah, so, more sorry, we are not lawyers. <laughs> uh, uh, this is not legally binding. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. You can't sue me. <laughs> or we literally heart. just talked about gay... We literally just <laughs> talked about somebody <laughs> spitting on a dick and putting it in their ass five minutes ago. We are not lawyers. Yeah, we're not lawyers. <laughs> Believe it or not, (laughs) there are resources. (laughs) There are some great resources available to you in your community. Please call 1-800-799-SAFE or chat with us and our advocates can contact you with resources for legal help. You can also visit womenslaw.org to search state-by-state information on laws, including restraining orders and child custody info. So under protective orders and restraining orders, a protective order um, can help protect you immediately by legally keeping your partner from physically coming near you, harming you, or harassing you, your children, or your family members. This legal documentation um, to keep your abusive partner away from you can often contain provisions related to custody, finance, and more. While protective orders may be able to put a stop to physical abuse, psychological abuse is still possible. So protective orders um, should never replace a safety plan. Mm. If you already have a protective order, it should be kept on you at all times and copies should be given to your children and anyone they might be uh, might be with, especially when you're le- leaving your partner. You can get an application for, for a protective order at courthouse, courthouses, women's shelters, um, or volunteer legal service offices in some police stations. Other legal actions, you also have the right to file a change, a charge against your partner for things such as criminal assault, aggravated assault, harassment, stalking, or interfering with child custody. Ask a volunteer legal services organization um, or an advocacy group in your area about the policies in your local court. Um, and if you're not a U.S. citizen, um, learn more at, oh man, I'm going to butcher this. I'm so white. Law. Casa de Esperanza. Casa de Esperanza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I'm sorry. It's a house of hope. House of hope. Damn it. I'm such an asshole. About your rights as an immigrant and read more on their site. According to Violence Against Women Act, which is VAWA, um, I- immigrant women who are experiencing domestic violence and are married to abusers who are U.S. citizens or legal permanent residents may qualify to self-petition for legal status order under VAWA. Get more information at the website. Isn't Esperanza such a beautiful word? That I don't is. I don't know. I just have always I've always liked it more than hope. I like I like the word hope. I think it's very powerful. Yeah, totally. Um and just the way it sounds, but Esperanza is just like uh it's cute. Yeah. I just like Esperanza. The final thing I'm gonna talk about, very important, if your life is in danger, call nine one one. If not, please consider that you. Sorry, call- I'm laughing because I'm referring back to our. We are not lawyers. Yeah, we're not lawyers, <laughs> but like, yo, call my mom. <laughs> if your life is in danger, call the police. If not, consider that you can call the hotline at one eight hundred seven nine nine safe, and safe is seven two three three. Or for deaf callers on video phone, it's eight five five eight one two one zero zero one. Or for the whole like talk to type, mm. um, it's one eight hundred seven eight seven three two two four. Um, anytime, day or night. You can also chat with the hotline.org directly on their website. They have tri- highly trained advocates 
available 24 7 365 days of the year and they can talk confidentially with anyone experiencing domestic violence seeking resources or information or questioning unhealthy aspects of the relationship also like shout out to those like available on christmas day etc yeah so long story short out of like my six spooky soups i've done domestic violence happens all around you chances are you know someone that's going through it and if you know someone that's going through through it help them if you can Mm -hmm. and if you are going through it like i hope this spooky scoop has helped you uh, figure out what to do next but i definitely recommend i think even if you aren't going through a domestic violence situation i think it's really great for everyone to go to the hotline.org to explore the website to really educate yourself on this issue because it is so common it's just like when i went through human trafficking educate yourself the more you know like this the safer you can be in life yeah and the safer you can help others yeah and the more you can help other people so yeah definitely go to the hotline.org that is my very long domestic violence yes. spooky scoops. Uh, my 20-second recap as a person who hasn't experienced or really heard of domestic violence other, other than through Chana's experiences. Hey. Um, just my takeaway, 10-second takeaway is maybe listen to people around you. Like, you know, at work, people who are talking about their lives. You know, we always talk to people at work about what's happening with us, sometimes more than others that are close to us. You know, yeah. uh, not not really me, but like some people do. I know from yeah. working in different places. Um, just listen and, and just pay attention to what they're saying. Maybe they're trying to say some stuff that they need help. Yeah. Yeah. And you can be the one that helps them. Yeah. Or at least like the one that directs them to uh, organizations the ho- like the hotline.org. Yeah. Because some people might not even know about it. Anyways. True. Anyways. Corey's thing. Sorry if that was long. Supernatural shit. But I'm done. Ooh, I'm so excited for your scary thing. Or are you ready to get scared, Jenna? <laughs> I'm like giddy. I'm like so weird I, about it. Should we go get alcohol? You, are you done with your alcohol? Yeah, I'm done with it. Let's Me go get too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally ready. Right said that in my head. You're I'm like, like alcohol. We could, we could drink more. <laughs> I'm like legitimately. Two shots of vodka. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to watch a horror movie. It's scary. like Conjuring Three's about to be pre- like you're gonna read the script of Conjuring Three right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Vera Farmiga takes off her top. Yes. Oh my god. And more Patrick like, Wilson yeah. takes out his, more like his Patrick cup. Wilson. Just there should be a nude scene it. with both of them. Right. While he's like singing Elvis to her. <laughs> the part I cry at every single time we watch it. It's okay. Uh, Patrick Wilson has done full frontal. Okay, um we're back. We're back. We, have we got glasses alcohol. of champagne. We, I'm excited. I made a spritzer. I did it. I just pure alcohol. <laughs> you like pure alcohol. I actually think I, I technically have less alcohol because I, I have five percent plus eleven percent. You just have straight up eleven percent. Champagne, champagne. Yeah. Okay, so oh Hi s'mores. Uh, s'mores. Hey. She's so soft. Oh yeah, she is so soft. She's making crazy muffins. She's like, let's fucking get scared. Yeah. Okay, so y'all ready to get scared? Yes. Okay, I think this one will be really good. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. So mine today is on sleep paralysis. Oh, God, I'm Corey. so scared. I'm so scared. Fuck I have you. read like 60 plus accounts of sleep paralysis. I'm so having sleep paralysis tonight, and I'm so fucking pissed about it. I'm... Like, I'm so fucking pissed. I'm, I am upset. Like, I'm upset. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's approach this in the scientific way first, and then we'll go into the spooky ass stories. Okay. Okay. So this is actually going to be a two parter, as well as I didn't really say this, but my faggot fact is sort of a two parter 
because I'm going to do also firsts that relate to gay stuff. It'll be first gay sex. Ooh. Um, that'll be the next faggot fact for the next episode, but that's like January 10th or whatever. I yeah. don't know. But you're listening to it next week. Or like January 5th, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like weeks from now for us. Okay. For so for you guys next week. Um, so sleep paralysis. Shit. So what is sleep paralysis? So I'm going to read from Wiki and then WebMD. Nice. Because <laughs> Delaware Millennials. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So sleep paralysis is a feeling of being conscious but unable to move. It occurs when a person passes between stages of wakefulness and <sighs> sleep. I got chills. During these transitions, you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds up to a f- few minutes. Some people may also feel pressure or a sense of choking. The main symptom of sleep paralysis is being unable to move during a waking. Yeah. Okay. So um, a wiki also continues later on. It talks about how specifically imagine sound that, that people experience things such as imagine sounds such as humming, hissing, static, zapping, and buzzing noises um, are reported during sleep paralysis. Other sounds such as voices, whispers, and roars are also experienced. Oh, God. These symptoms are usually accompanied by intense emotions that are usually fear and panic. People also have sensations of being dragged out of bed or of flying, numbness, and feeling of electric tingles or vibrations running through their body. Oh, my God. Fuck. <laughs> sleep paralysis may include hip... Uh, hypnagogic hallucinations so hypnagogic (laughs) we will refer back to hypnagogic in a second here but hypnagogic is basically the 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 word hypnagogic is defined as uh is defined as dash referring to when you're waking okay do you get that yeah okay so yeah so it's a it is an adjective that refers to when you are waking Okay. Um, so hypnagogic hallucinations. So hallucinations that you experience when you are during like waking up, um, such as a supernatural creature suffocating or terrifying the individual, accompanied by a feeling of pressure on one's chest and difficulty breathing. Ooh. Another example of a hallucination involves a menacing shadowy figure entering one's room or lurking outside one's window wow. while the subject is paralyzed. You literally just described my entire noob experience. Yep. Uh-huh. Like yep. night one through three. Yep. I, I'm... It could have been sleep paralysis uh, accompanied with your Ouija, your Ouija board. And your Ouija board probably put that in your head if you want to talk scientifically. Yeah, if you want to talk uh, demonly, I was fucked. There was a fucking demon. (laughs) I got scratched. (laughs) Yeah, and this is why this is why sleep paralysis scares me probably more than anything is because this is real. Like scientists are like, yes, like this is real. There have been some studies into it. There aren't a ton of studies into it because it's not uh, seen as a um, life threatening thing. It's um, life-threatening <laughs> but, but yeah, but you could also interpretate, interpretate this as an actual metaphysical supernatural thing that's happening. And it's like demons connecting with you or aliens, you yeah. know, shit like that. Okay. So WebMD defines sleep paralysis is when during waking up or falling asleep, a person is aware, but unable to move or speak. During an episode, one may hallucinate, uh, in quotations, hear, feel, or see things that are not there, which often result in fear. Episodes generally last less than a couple of minutes. It may occur as a single episode or it is recurrent. Um, episodes are defined in three different like categories. One is called the intruder. One is called the incubus. And oh. the other one is the unusual body bodily experiences. Um, I want to like cover incubus with the fuck you by. 
<laughs> so we'll just refer to them as Fuckubi because Incubus is the more male term and then Succubus is the uh, oh. female term. Suck my clit. And we just go with Fuckubi because that's the more just like all-inclusive one. It's the neutral. It's the neutral one. Um, it's the 2019 one. I'm really glad Jordan's like fucking around in the kitchen right now in the background yeah. while we're starting to talk about this because <laughs> it's adding some spookiness. It's scary. <laughs> so in the intruder one, um, there's a sensed presence, there's a fear, and there's an auditory and visual hallucinations. Been there, done that. In the fuck you by one, there's a pressure on your chest, yep. breathing difficulties and pain. Oh, God. And then with the unusual bodily experience ones, these may include flying, floating sensations, out-of-body experiences, or feelings of bliss. Actually. astral projection yeah yeah which is more the astral projection one the most common one is actually the intruder one where people feel somebody in the room that and that sense. you have fear and there are either there are and or auditory and visual hallucinations Ugh. yeah so um let's get into um two types of sleep paralysis oh, and then we will get into some scary ass stories oh my god so webmd goes a little bit deeper into the scientific studies How of deep? sleep paralysis only just two inches deep oh <laughs> so sleep paralysis usually occurs at one of two times if it occurs while you are falling asleep it is called hypnagogic <laughs> or uh predormital sleep paralysis if it happens as you are waking up it is called hypno hypno Hypnopompic, hypnopompic, or post-dormital po, post <laughs> sleep paralysis. Yes, that is it. We are science. We are sleep doctors. Yeah, so pre-dormital sleep or post-dormital sleep. So hypnagogic is pre-dormital sleep, and then hypnomompic hypnopompic is post-dormitorial <laughs> sleep paralysis. Every single word you're saying right now sounds like Dungeons and Dragons stuff to me. <laughs> Every single one. You're like, and a hypnagogic. But you get it like post, pre. Yeah, it, yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I just like, I want to get hypnagogic tattooed, like a tram stamp. Yeah, so hypnagogic, as you fall asleep. Um, oh, so I guess hypnagogic is as you're falling asleep, not as you're waking up. My bad. Oof, <laughs> So when I did the definition earlier. I, sli- I switched those two around. My bad. <laughs> Um, as you fall asleep, your body slowly, slowly relaxes. Usually you become less aware, so you do not notice the change. However, if you remain or become aware while falling asleep, you may notice that you cannot move or speak. Oh. So that's one of the one of the instances when sleep paralysis happens, oh, because usually God. it happens when you... Um, one of the big, big definitions is like it is a... Um, is it basically like a human error or like a uh, cerebral error when you're falling asleep or when you're waking up that you either... F- wake up during falling asleep or you become cognizant okay. during falling asleep to some extent or when you wake up you quote unquote wake up too early yeah in your cognizance cognizant your brain fucks up you're not yeah your to brain be sort of fucks it. up yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, exactly so this is just basically what it's explaining in a more it's scientific a way than just saying that um what happens when uh so hypno Pompic sleep paralysis. During sleep, your body alternates between REM, which is the rapid eye movement sleep, yeah, and the NREM, which is the non-rapid eye movement sleep. If you become aware before the REM cycle has finished, you may notice that you cannot move or speak. So basically what happens is you can see it as a step ladder. During your sleep, you have different cycles where you just step down into deeper, 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 deeper sleep. And the deepest sleep is REM sleep. And it lasts for an allotted amount of time. And then it goes back up to the least deep sleep these cycles last from anywhere from 60 minutes to 90 minutes and you can wake up 
Um, if you wake up before your body f- sort of fully physiologically comes out of REM sleep, then that's when this is supposed to trigger. Or that's what is mostly believed now in current scientific investigations of sleep paralysis. <gasps> okay. So that's what hypnopompic sleep paralysis is. So um, you basically become aware and then you notice that you are still paralyzed and you can't speak as well because you're paralyzed. Fun. Yeah. Um, and it's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> because it's, shit happens. <laughs> shit happens when you sleep, when you wake up while you're asleep. <laughs> yeah. So um, last thing is we're going to go to the etymology and the history of sleep paralysis. Okay. But this, we're getting into some like cool lore shit. I okay? love this shit. So the original definition of sleep paralysis was conf- uh, codified by Samuel Johnson in his addiction in his a dictionary of the English language it was uh defined as a nightmare which is a term that evolved into our modern uh into our modern definition today the term was first used and dubbed by british neurologists so we're on the term of sleep paralysis the term sleep paralysis was first used and dubbed by british neurologist sak wilson in his 1928 dissertation and uh the narcolepsies that's mm-hmm. what it was. Okay. So such sleep paralysis is widely considered the work of demons and more specifically yep. incubi or fuckubi, fuck-u-bi. Um, which fuck-u-bi. were thought to sit on the chest of sleepers. Oh my In God. Old English. The name for these beings was mare or my, my air. I don't know how to pronounce that next one because it's the AE together, the aether. So oh. the mather or the mare may, I don't know. Um, uh, hence comes the mare and the word nightmare. Okay? Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, so sleep paralysis is connected with the origin of nightmare. Sleep paralysis was actually termed to be nightmares before the um, modern uh, interpretation of nightmare today. So cool. Damn. Yeah. So culturally, the significance of sleep paralysis is that sleep paralysis is considered the, le- the leading cause in numerous supernatural occurrences. So what's more scientific or logical people will think today um, is that that's probably a little offensive to say logical, but more like pragmatic and scientific based, yeah. um, physical based people um, just uh, think that people experiencing sleep paralysis before we knew what it was, is the best example and the best uh, causation of these supernatural occurrences. So ghost, demonic possession, alien abductions, fuck you by Jin, uh, Jin, as in D J I N N, so Jin like genies. Oh, um, oh. and then goblins, fairies, etc. Even all that shit. Yeah, interesting. Angels, even stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. So it let's get sense. into the fucking stories. We're yeah. done. We're done with the fucking information. I am, I am so fucking ready. Okay. For these stories. So let's just go to these sleep paralysis stories. I literally just searched uh, scary ass sleep paralysis stories. I went to Reddit, no sleep, shit like that. Went okay? to Pornhub, yeah. the whole thing. Um, and then I will also tell you that during my researches, I fell upon something that will be the subject of my next week's episode. So what is super it? Excited. No, I'll tell you when we get to it. Okay. So here we go. Oh I've only God. experienced it three times. So, okay. Again, I'm like literally reading most of these, like 90% of these are Reddit posts. So I'm reading what they wrote. Cool. Are you okay. going to read their usernames or you don't have them anymore? No, I won't read their user- usernames. Um, they are here. Should I? Uh, 90% of the time I have their username. I don't know what Reddit etiquette 
is like. Reddit etiquette is to use your username. That's the point of a username because it's already there's already an, 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 an anonymity with so it. So probably use the usernames. <laughs> okay, I'll just put the username to give them like credit. So if they're listening to us, they'll be like, "Fuck yeah, bitch!" You're like that's me. I yeah. am. I am. My titties. Fuck your mom. Two thousand. <laughs> wow, is this an Xbox gamer tag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've only experienced it experienced it three times, but my oh say so most of these are actually reply to like, "Hey, I've experienced sleep paralysis. Tell me your story. What is your crazy sleep paralysis experience?" Yeah. So that's why they're like that's sort of the context of their reply. So I've only experienced it three times, but my first time was the worst. I've never had any visual encounters, but when it happened the first time, I was laying on my left side and started to feel that pressure on my chest. When I realized I was paralyzed and started panicking, something whispered in my ear, just coming to say goodnight. (gasps) That's when I felt like something was pushing me towards the edge of my bed. Uh, Then the username is C.E. Henley. That's what, it, that's what I think it's trying to be. Next one is, this is word for word what I experience two, three times a month. Espe- expect it's obviously feminine voice telling me, go back to sleep or good night, baby. <gasps> and I can he- see her face and body. She's draped in black clothing that seems wet. Skeleton hands, but a very soft feminine young face. Eyes like black holes. She's always sitting on my chest. Oh, oh. The real- And that's by the reality of things. Oh my God. The next one is a little girl in the corner of my room staring at me. Then, without notice, she shrieks and runs up and starts choking me. <gasps> I'm so scared. That's by Sneaky Pie Brown. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's some sex shit. <laughs> the next one is I hear footsteps coming up the stairs of the attic, which ends up right beside my bed. I couldn't see anyone coming up through. Suddenly, I realized I saw something in the corner of my peripheral vision, and I could hear it breathing. Ugh. Oh my god. When I slowly rolled my eyes to the side because they can't move, they can only look to the side. It's hell. I saw the small head of a white-faced troll grinning and staring at me. I panicked and suddenly all of the phones in the house started ringing. <gasps> this ringing sound built and uh, this ringing sound built and built louder and louder. It scared me and I knew for sure that I had a uh, permanent t- tinnitus. After this short moment which felt like a really long time, I had enough strength to locate and lift my arm. This immediately stopped all the hallucinations and I woke up without tinnitus. <laughs> oh my God. Tinnitus sucks, by the way. I had tinnitus for like a solid two years for Ooh. no reason and it sucked. Okay, the next one is, a few reoccurring characters are a banshee in my room screaming at me in some sort of demonic multi-voice. Yuck. Oh God. A little girl that walks up to me and resets my sleep paralysis and puts me into nightmares. I'm usually up for the rest of the night if I get a visit from either of those two. But I get them quite frequently when stressed. And they tend to stress me out for the next night so it compounds itself. Skeletons walking past my door. Dead people staring at me from my window. I don't know why most of mine are centered around dead rotting things, but they are. I'm a 30-year-old man, and I don't know why a little gross girl scares me. That is every single night. That's so stressful. That's so stressful. Like how... A lot of these two are like, hey, I'd never experienced this till final, my first finals week of college. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> Good luck, Corey. I'd be like, I'm quitting. <laughs> no more college. Your first uh, sleep paralysis, you like drop out of school. Yeah, I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. I'm not doing this. Okay, next one is, I am awake and unable to move. My body is tingling all over and I am seriously panicking. I can't move and I remember just trying to jump out of my body. Just sit up, I told myself. As if I'm suddenly realizing released i bolt upright and turn on the bed lamp i see the demon from the dream standing on the side of the bed what the 
fuck? After she got up? After she got up. Okay, this is a real apparently. demon. That's a real demon. Naturally, I panic and scream, wake up my boyfriend who is freaked out. And it's real. It took me about two hours to fall back asleep. It's real. Yeah, I think that's just that's real. real. I think you just saw a demon. That is <laughs> real. Cause you, cause Bitch, you just saw a demon. <laughs> you, 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 that, that's real. Because you got up and you screamed and your boyfriend heard you scream. But some, but some sleep paralysis and actually the crazy scariest one from the documentary. That was such a fun documentary called that we Nightmare. Watched. Is the one where he has a dream that he wakes up from his nap and he the phone rings and then he goes to the phone and it says like I'm a fucking possess you. The oh. voice like tells him that he's about to possess him and then he wakes up again on his couch. That is the one that just like we should watch that again. Every once in a while, I think of that and I'm like, if this is a dream and like my phone rings and a demon starts telling me it's about to possess me, like I'm gonna kill. That's myself. some Freddy Krueger bitch shit <laughs> like, right I'm gonna there. Fucking kill myself. <laughs> He's like, okay. I'm going to possess you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was happily sleeping on my back when I woke up, except that I didn't. At this point, I hadn't realized yet that I was in a SP episode, sleep paralysis episode. So I opened my eyes and then I couldn't move. And then it clicked. Fuck. I'm not supposed to open my eyes. Oh my <laughs> I God. Like this, I liked how this person writes. Um, immediately after that, a curvy female shadow figure with long hair appeared at the end of my bed. She didn't even have glowy eyes or anything just a pitch black silhouette like mr game and watch but in 3d and sexy <laughs> that's from um what's it called super smash bros mr game and watch where he's like dee, 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 yeah dee, dee. yeah that guy um surprised but not scared because i as i mentioned i already knew that this could happen in reality i was safe in my bed in the real world what a cute demon and after a few seconds of staying there, she, without emitting a sound, jumped on me, her shins over my knees, and grabbed my wrists and held them at the sides of my head to prevent me from moving. Bitch, I'm already paralyzed. What are you doing? Oh, my God. And she just French kissed me with tongue. I felt everything. What the fuck? You know who, who this bitch reminds me of? What? She's like the fucking girl from scary movies right. that, like, fights, like, like fucking. All right, you little ugly bitch. Yeah. Get up, you little ugly bitch. Totally. Yeah. Cindy, or Cindy is, the, is it's Cindy's uh, Anna Ferris. Oh, what's her name? Anna Ferris is Cindy. Oh my god! It's the other girl, but it, like literally, I love her. She's that my is favorite. her writing in Reddit. She's one of my favorite like characters ever. <laughs> She's like, bitch, Cindy, this bitch is coming out of the TV. This bitch messing up my floor. <laughs> this bitch messing up. Shit, we need to watch that movie. Again. I love scary movie three. Seen, we, we need to get high as balls. That's what I was just about to say. We should get some shit and watch it, eat snacks the whole time. Oh my god. Okay, um, I'll think of her name later. Where am I? Okay, what the fuck? And I woke up out of pure confusion. I couldn't even let her finish. <laughs> oh. I was so surprised what I just woke that uh, that I just woke up. I definitely wasn't expecting that. That's from Zark Zarkin from Reddit. Okay, that was a more funny one. The rest ones get more scary. Great. Okay, I heard some kind of whisper very close to my ear. It was really fast paced and gibberish. Ew. Fuck. When I opened my eyes to know what the fuck that was, I saw an old woman hovering face to face about an inch away from me. Oh, my God. She had a pale old face, black lips, and two very, very deep black eyes. I'm not even sure she had eyes, in fact. I think they were eye sockets. After what felt like an eternity of panic, I woke up. I didn't sleep again that night. That's from Senpai Senpai. Oh, shout out to Chris. (laughs) Is that Chris? No, okay. It's from... Senpi Senpai. Senpai. Cream pie senpai. S-E-M-P-I Senpai. Cream pie Senpai. Cream pie Senpai. 
Okay, next one is, was sleeping next to my mom in a hotel room at the time, and I kept waking up between them and trying to wake her up to wake me up, but I couldn't barely move. Them referring to sleep paralysis episodes, I, I think. I kept drifting in and out of sleep, out of the dream state where I didn't know what to do at all. The first experience was when I floated to the ceiling of the room and saw my mom get ripped into pieces, <gasps> screaming in agony as blood came pouring around the room. <sighs> The second experience was when I saw two people standing over me and cooing me, but they had no eyes and I couldn't move and I didn't know who they were. Fuck that. Okay, that ha- that that place is haunted. Yeah. I that's scary. Okay, Chana, this next one, like I was already spooked and this next one, I didn't even like write uh, I, all, all I remember is the person said is that they were having hallucinations that reminded them of the jumping man from Twin Peaks. <gasps> the like electrical static stuff on the stairs. Do you remember that? The jumping man from Twin Peaks? So they said the hallucinations like from the, the jumping man and then there was a link to a YouTube video that just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, there's like a silhouette walking down the stairs. And shit like that. And it's like really scary. It just makes a scary noise. Whatever. So we're moving on. <laughs> God. Aww. Okay. Next one is once I fell asleep on my sofa and was in this scary place and this little boy who had been. Re- Wait, Channel, listen to this. Sorry. I got distracted with the Twin Peaks. No, thing. it's okay. I saw, I saw I, Creepy I Bob and I want to cry. Ew. He, he d- just like he, ru- appears out of thin air and runs he, over the couch. The actor died Fuck. from AIDS in the 90s. Oh. And I cried. Okay. Yeah. Tell me. What this reminds you of after I read it. I don't want to. <laughs> Once I fell asleep on my sofa and was in the scare- this scary place and this little boy who had been reoccurring in my dreams was there. He had massive eyes and this little brown fringe and he turned all dark and weird and kept coming closer to my face until he strangled me and then I woke up and felt like it was happening. What does that remind you of? Black Eyed Children. No. It does to me because black- he's a little child. This reminds you of Hiram's story. <gasps> of when we were living in Old Mill. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm sorry. And that, <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like immediately I was like, "Oh fuck, that's what Hiram said was in our house." <laughs> See to me, I mean to think black eyed children cuz you're like a child. I mean, yeah. You're like a child. <laughs> and black eyes. I'm like, "We're going through this again." <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the next one. This is a little bit long. Um by far the most terrifying instance was when I was in college in my college dorm. It was dark in the scene. Oh, sorry. It was dark in the scene. Yeah, it was dark in the scene. The only thing lighting the room was a thin silver sliver. I don't know. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing lighting the room was a thin sliver of light that came from the hallway through the bottom opening of the door. Ooh. I was sleeping in, in the scene and then woke up suddenly as if from a nightmare. I tried catching my breath and collecting myself to and go back to sleep. Once I put my head down, my heart sank when I heard suddenly heavy breathing. Oh, and I looked over at my roommate thinking it was him and put my head down again, but it kept getting closer and louder. Oh my God. In my uneasiness, I scanned the room with my eyes only to see a tall shadowy figure in the right corner. And it began laughing hysterically <gasps> in a distorted and demonic fashion. Fuck. <laughs> I tried to scream and yell for my roommate, but I had no, I I had not to voice. That's what it said. Okay. A sudden force then laid me flat on my bed. And no matter how much I tried to get up, I couldn't. I peer over and watch the figure jump onto my roommate (gasps) 
and literally and brutally tear him limb from limb. <gasps> I tried to avert my gaze, but it made me watch. Oh my God. <laughs> I can still remember the sound of my friend choking on his own blood as he was devoured alive. <laughs> Realizing this was likely a sleep paralysis experience, I tried to collect myself and kept saying it's almost over, but the figure now looking at me slowly approaching my stiff body began touching my still face with its bloody, wretched, bony fingers. It licked my cheek and started screaming things in my ear while surrounding laughter crushed my body and before I could escalate, it could escalate, it was over. I feel like it already escalated personally. Yeah, personally, <laughs> there was there was a lot of escalation. Uh, I would probably commit suicide yeah, after that night. Personally, that was like the most escalation I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah, like that was the most escalated situation I've ever heard of in the, in the history of situations. In the history of all situations. Of every situation on earth. <laughs> like fuck the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, like this es- this escalated faster this and was more crazy aggressively. As- yeah, fuck Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> this was escalated. This was escalated. <laughs> um, yeah, I. There is almost nothing in this world that could keep me alive after that. Yeah. Uh. No. Yeah. Uh. That's why. Like when when blank and blank were like, let's do DMT. I was like, let's fucking not. Oh yeah. I was like, you. I. Do you guys want to watch me kill myself? Yeah. Is that like, what yeah, we want to yeah. do? Because like I will not see the cool happy angels. I will see like demons just like finger banging my mom. Like. <laughs> I do not want to see any, like, I do not want to do DMT. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, we're probably the worst two people on the planet to DMT. I would never do Mainly DMT. because of this podcast, too. Because, yeah. Because, like, so much of this podcast is probably I'm like, I watch, I watch horror movies while falling asleep. I yeah. don't want to do DMT. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. If I did DMT and, like, Noob would come back, I know that for yeah, a fact. Yeah, uh-uh. Yeah, uh-uh. Fuck that. God. Okay, next one. <laughs> okay, we probably have, like, four more. This is fun. Okay, cool. Um, I am 42 and first had a nightmare about a terrifying witch at the age of 16. She kneels on my chest and stares into my face, slowly getting near. Ew, slowly getting nearer and nearer. Just imagine someone kneeling on your chest and just like. Bitch. Oh, God. (laughs) Bitch. I am completely terrified. She wears a black cloak and hood. Her face is like a witch and evil generates from her, surrounding me from her. That's what it says. Okay. Other times I can be lying on my stomach and she will creep her hand up the back of my head, down my face, and hook her fingers under my top teeth and pull my head back. What the fuck? You know what that kind of reminds me of? What? The only really good moment in La Llorona is the <gasps> like bathtub scene. Oh, yeah. That reminds me of that, like the bony hands covering and then like. Uh-huh. Agreed. That's such a good like sequence. I love it. I yeah. Love that it. was the best. That that scene like was worth the movie. It was worth the movie. Agreed. If that yeah. scene wasn't in, in it, I would have been like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone like rent the La Llorona for that scene. Literally. It's, it's really creepy and good. And it's like pretty. It's like really beautiful too. <laughs> we're, we're like tearing up yeah. as we watch it. <laughs> I'm like, it's so beautiful. Like, God. <laughs> God. Everyone's like, are you okay? <laughs> oh, God. Um, other times, she will she will bite, sit on the bed, knock the door. Bitch. Fuck. Call my name. Call me by your name. And generally scare the crap out of me. Bitch. End. This next one's fun. Um, or, or, sorry, no, 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 later. Then in my late 20s. I discovered, oh, wait, okay, never mind. That's the end of that one. Okay, so this next one was really funny. I'm paraphrasing it. So basically this girl is like, hey, like I had sleep paralysis and then there were like these shadow people and like demons like 
scaring the crap out of me. And then this is what this is the this is like the last paragraph of what she writes. This is fucking hilarious. Okay. Then in my late twenties, I discovered that I could have sex with the beings. Oh my god! <laughs> I know you're thinking that it's disgusting. No, I'm not. I would move my hand to my private area and have an orgasm by myself without ever touching myself, strictly in my head. This would immediately send me to sleep afterwards, and this has uh, this has the added effect of making the paralysis enjoyable. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bitch! Just like fucking get it. <laughs> yeah, if the demon was hot enough, I'd be still down. Oh god, right? Yeah, just like fuck yeah, bitch! Like my god. <laughs> That's like the best coping mechanism for that situation. She's like, and then I d- realized I can have sex with yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I realized I can put the my demon's dick like, in no, it. no. Yeah. <laughs> then like you are assaulting like, yeah. the demon. <laughs> then you're their sleep paralysis. Yeah, demon. you are their sleep paralysis. <laughs> They're in their beds, being like, no. <laughs> you're in the corner, like, Bleh, yeah. Nah, you nah, take nah, that nah. fucking power back. You, yeah, bitch. <laughs> you're in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Chicken nuggets. <laughs> Chicken nuggets. <laughs> Lana Del <laughs> okay the next one is the worst one uh, was while i was lying on my side with my back to the door and i felt like so- it felt like someone got into bed behind me ew this one's creepy under the covers and put their arm uh, for some reason this is a new sentence under the covers and put their arm around my waist then it felt like they were cuddling into me and i could feel breath on my neck oh hell it felt no. like they cuddled me for about half an hour all this time, I'm trying not to show them show that I'm panicking because it feels like I'm getting cuddled by a skeleton with claws. Did it was only about the more? second, maybe third time, I'd I'd had I'd had sleep paralysis, so I nearly had a heart attack when this thing feels like it's moving in closer to kiss me behind the ear. <gasps> Worst of all, it whispered, "Not yet. No, not yet. You're not ready. I'll come back when you are." Oh! What the. F- Fuck. Imagine somebody, anything, anybody, if like Bradley Cooper whispered that into my ear, I'd be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's, it sounded disappointed and excited. Ew. It felt like it was silently telling me it meant that it was coming back when it was my time to die. <gasps> Scared the fucking shit out of me. I, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. I want Hiram here just so we could hear his reactions to these stories. Right. I am like disappointed right. that Hiram's not here. Okay. So I have three more. Uh, one is very quick. The two are like medium. Okay. So this next one is just like lists of somebody who's like, yo, bitch, I have like 40 years of sleep paralysis. Another club. Here's a list. Club. Yeah. Here's like another, another club. She's like another club, another club, another yeah. club. Okay. So a little girl in the kernel. So this is just a list of what this person has seen over the past like 40 years of their sleep paralysis. Girl. Okay. Um, a little girl in the kernel in my room. Uh, sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> <He> did that. <laughs> Crazy. That. Okay, I'll start again. A little girl in the corner of my room staring at me. Then without notice, she shrieks and runs up and starts choking me. A large dark figure, kind of a human silhouette, emerging from the foot of my bed and staring down at me. No. Fuck, fuck no. that one. I no. couldn't handle that. I've been there, though. That happened to me. Yeah, I'd rather have a girl choke me to death. Like, God, I could not know. Um, something banging and scraping on my bedroom door. I've had this happen. So actually we'll, we'll talk about our own experiences right after this. You've had it happen? Yes. I've had one sleep paralysis episode. Wow. Um, something banging and scraping on my bedroom door. I kept it locked at night because I have had ones where it opens by itself. Edit. 
No, the door isn't open when I wake up. It only opens in the dream. Ew. Fuck. My uh, next one, my bedroom door opening by itself, followed by dark figures coming into my room. Yuck. The earliest one I can remember is with my mother in the room and she's sitting on the bed. Her face morphs into a demon-like thing. I actually have a personal experience of that as well. Holy shit. And then, and then the person writes many others. Uh, okay, so before I get to the last two, uh, should we- You Natasha? Do you want me to say mine or should we do the last two? And Let's do the last two, then, then yours. Okay, okay. So remember those two things that I just referred to. Yeah, the door thing, because I have a comment to make about that already. In yeah, demon banging face. on the door and then your mother's face being demonic. Oh my God, they're- my upstairs neighbors keep on walking. Do you hear them? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like. I'm like, no, Chana. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, great. I guess I officially have to end it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, second to last one is once I had a woman in black, quote unquote, woman in black experience. Such a shitty movie. After watching the film. Yeah, oh my God. Such a I felt I actually movie. fell asleep within the first 30 minutes and I've never tried to watch it again. It's laughable. Yeah, just <laughs> never. It was so boring. Um where I woke up with a heavy weight on my chest and in the corner of my eye, I could see someone at the end of my bed. (gasps) The figure had a large hat and black veil hanging down over its face. It started to stamp its feet and scream at me as if to get me to look down at it. I'm assuming uh, in quotation or in parentheses, I'm assuming so that I would die like in the film in parentheses. I couldn't move. I was laid on my back with my head to the side and remember trying to move to pick up a glass to throw it at the figure, but my arms wouldn't work. When I came around, I burst into tears. One of the most terrifying experiences I've had, and still to this day, I can't sleep on my back. That was three years ago. Okay, so remember the also remember the reference to a f- tall, dark figure with a black with a large hat. Okay, so before I get to that, there literally is one where some girl like all she writes. It's literally like two sentences, and she's like. Multiple si- multiple times I'll wake up in the night and look at my boyfriend and behind my boyfriend there is a black and red striped uh, or a demon with a black and red striped face, just like Insidious. Just like Insidious. Like I would, oh I my couldn't. God, I just want to cry. After if after that happened the second time, I would just be like, I can't do it. Like I can't, I can't. <laughs> I'd just be like, I'm done. Like no more life. I I couldn't do it. Tiptoe. Yeah, I'd be like, this needs to end. I can't do this. Like, or I need Ambien, but Ambien makes things worse. <laughs> I am stressed right now. Like, she literally, that's all, that's all that's written. It's literally like a, like two sentences. It's like, I wake up multiple times and no. look at my boyfriend and behind my boyfriend, there is a demon with a red and black face. I am, <laughs> I'm legitimately scared like, right now. <laughs> fuck <laughs> if i woke up and i saw it behind jordan I, I would slap jordan in the fucking face like, and i'd be like it's over <laughs> no but you can't move i know but in like, my mind <laughs> like fuck i i i don't i don't I, like literally i don't know how i would i would need i'd like go to the doctors and be like what can i do so this doesn't happen yeah i'm like give me every painkiller known to man yeah like i <laughs> will become addicted to opium like literally my god <sighs> So I'm scared. Um, let's go. In, do you have any uh, examples of sleep paralysis other than possibly your noob experiences? No, but they can. You, you just go back to the just, Halloween episode. Yeah, just go back to the Halloween episode of, of 2018. But I do have a comment about the insidious demon. Yes. So I sent Corey an article um, a few days ago. So um, th- 
this family used like Ring as their security camera, so yes. it's like Nest, but it's by Amazon. Yeah, and they had like the Ring cameras in every single bedroom, um, specifically like their little kids' bedrooms, just so they can check on it. It's like a like a baby monitor, like a baby cam, but like they used Ring. But some person hacked into their Ring account, and there's like you can watch the video where I this, didn't watch it. This, like, I'm too scared. This three year old girl is playing with toys, and this man, this voice of a man, comes over the monitor, and he starts speaking to the little girl, saying, "I'm your best friend," Ew. and he's like. I mean, it's so sick what he's doing. Like, I can't even get into it. I actually am going to make it a spooky scoop eventually. Make it a spooky scoop. But no, I want to say this one point about oh, yeah. tiptoe through the tulips. Because yeah. at one point, he hacked every single camera and he started blasting tiptoe through the tulips around the entire house as his little girl's running trying to find her parents. I'd find that man and kill him and go to jail. Totally. Worth it. Worth They'd be like, what do you have to say with your sentence? I'll be like, worth. You like dab as you go <laughs> Yeah, I'll dab and say worth. Yeah, like... <laughs> Anyways, that's my comment. Tiptoe through the tulips. Someone literally hacked yeah. someone's camera and played that around Fuck the whole that. house. That's why I don't have an Alexa or a fuck whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have all the things. I'm <laughs> fucked. <laughs> um, okay. So I'll talk about my experiences. So referring back to that person who says that one, there was banging on the door. And then two, they had a demon like their mom. Or the first thing they can remember is their mom's face morphing into a demon-like figure. So the first nightmare I can ever remember my entire life, I was about five and I wanted to see if I could sleep on the top bunk of a bunk bed. I just had a bunk bed just because I did. I had a bunk bed just because yeah. too. So oh, I slept. Oh so the God. first night I slept on the top bunk of my bunk bed, I had a, um, That's so, so you know, the face eradicate the evolution of rat- Rattata. Okay. You know, it's sort of scary. It's it's menacing. Yeah. Because he's like big teeth and he's like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my, I had a dream that I was, it could have been a early on sleep paralysis. At I don't really five. know. Because I wasn't, per, I wasn't paralyzed in the dream. So, but I had a nightmare <laughs> where. Simone just, oh is, just walked by you. All I saw is a moving black, like thing, like yeah, sweep Just don't tell me. Floor. Just let me get sucked into the closet. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, it's the mom. <laughs> it's the mom. Um, so I had this nightmare um, when I was like five where I was laying in my bed and then I could hear like, like chattering and just like, like gnashing of teeth uh, to reference the Bible or whatever. Um, like below, like, you know, cause you're high up. You're yeah. like, you know, you're fucking six, seven feet up and that's high when you're a child. And I could hear, but I couldn't see anything because I like wasn't moving out of fear. And then I finally look over the edge of the bed and I look down and it's my mom, but she has like a, a dismorphed demonic radicate face. And she looks up at me and goes, <gasps> and then I woke up and it's like the, it's like one of the earliest imageries I can fuck? still see to this day in my mind's eye. Like literally. That makes me want to fuck. Right. It's like so terrifying. So that's, so that, that reminded me of that when I read this and I was like, fuck, maybe it was sleep paralysis. Totally. And then, um, my only real record record of sleep paralysis that I've ever had. And I had it before, like literally only like months before I watched the, that doc- um, documentary the documentary. Either. I didn't even know it existed yet. Um, was one of the first times I went to, it was the first time I went to visit my parents in their new house when they moved to Idaho. So in 2013, Christmas of 2013. I was sleeping and I, uh, this is like, sorry, this is like, you know, a lot, but 
I have always slept with my closet doors open, which 99% of people don't. They like it closed. Yeah. I like it open to see what's in there and know what's in there. And so if I ever go to bed and the closet door is closed or if I wake up in the middle of the night and my closet door is closed, I know there's fucking something in there. So I'm getting the fuck out. That's true. I, I don't I, know I don't why. Care. I'm both. I'm like, whatever. oh, you're both. Oh, I'm not whatever. My closet doors need to be open. I can't do it with them closed. I don't like it. It freaks me out. So the first night that I got there, there it's a very shallow closet and it was sort of closed and there was a ton of shit in there because they had just moved like, you know, a couple months before. So I tried to open it a little bit way, but it would only open like a foot. And I was like, that's more scary than it being fully closed. Yeah. Like 100 <laughs> fucking It's just like a sliver of it being open. So I was like, fuck it, whatever. It's Christmas, whatever. I'll shut the door. So I shut it and I had sleep paralysis where I woke, I, I sleep on my stomach. I don't anymore. I've sw- switched to my side more, um, but I was still sleeping on my stom- stomach at the time. So I had sleep paralysis that I heard somebody banging oh my on my door on like the, not the closet door, but on the room door to try to get in. And I, and in the sleep paralysis, there's a lot of references <laughs> to you just like metaphysically knowing that it's something like something's outside your window trying to get in something outside your door trying to get in something's by your bed trying to get to you you just metaphysically know sort of like a dream yeah or a nightmare you just know so i just like knew this something was outside my door trying to get into my room so i was still like this is a nightmare whatever whatever and it stopped at the same second i realized no i'm awake And then the second I realized that, there was like a second of silence, of vacuum silence. And then it started banging on the inside of my closet door. And it started banging, banging, banging. And I could visualize the closet door moving. And it literally lasted like 10, 20 seconds, this whole episode. And then I woke up and was able to move. And I was like, that is the most scary. Like I literally turned the light on. And then I think I watched like Parks and Rec until I passed out again. That is horrifying, Corey. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're, so, you got fucked. So I got fucked. That was my okay only experience. I was okay. I guess I was okay. But that's my only experience of sleep paralysis. Not on wood. You're going to Yeah, guess. I know. No, literally. After I like read 60 accounts tonight, I'm so fucked. There's just like demons just like jack, just getting fucking ready. You know that meme of the guy that's like. Oh. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Like rubbing his hands oh, together, yeah. like oh, oh yeah, oh fuck yeah. They're just like there's just like lube bottles in their corner, totally. just like oh dildos everywhere. They're so ready for me when I get home tonight. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I just get home and there's like a mint on my pillow and like a fuck towel like laying across my bed <laughs> <Fuck> already. <out. laughs> it's like soaked in blood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh They're like, get ready. Oh my god! <laughs> They're like, you should use your, you should use your fucking douche. <laughs> you should take yeah. a shower. They like hand, like a, like an enema gets like thrown from the ether, like lands on, it, like smacks you. Like in the, the face. trumpet, it just drops from totally. the ceiling. It's just an enema. <laughs> an enema. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> he like texts me like, I'm getting fucked literally. I'm gonna guess I'm getting fucked tonight. <laughs> oh my god. There's another story that I read right after this one, um, where the per- there's a person who says that. This is a common occurrence of a dark silhouetted figure with a large black hat. Um, and I was like, wait, what? And it's called the hat man. <gasps> what? So, oh God, something moved in the closet. It's both cats are behind I, you in the closet. That's very true. Um, so that reminds me of the bowler hat man from the Haunted Hill House, <gasps> which God, <gasps> God, 
Um, and then, so I was like, I have to search this. I have to search this. And I was actually going to do a demonic possession for the next episode, but then this opens a whole new thing and there's a whole new set of stories. So that's what my next episode is going to yes. be about. It's called the hat man. Ew. So this is the most common occurrence of, uh, or one of the most common occurrences, probably the trademark occurrence of people when they visual have visual hallucinations during sleep paralysis. I am shook it. It's fucking creepy as fuck. <laughs> Okay. Oh, sorry. I just touched your foot. So, um, I'm... that's the end of my sleep paralysis. That's part one. Um, part two, we will talk about who develops sleep paralysis and what are the factors that <laughs> contribute to it. Tonight. I know, right? And then, uh, then we'll go into who the demon, who the uh, demon or whatever the Hat Man is. And fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuckity, fuckity, fuck. Also, there's like seven main factors that contribute to sleep paralysis and I literally have six of them. Yeah. I am so I'm like nervous. I'm I feel yeah. so much tension in my shoulders yeah. right now from those stories. So again, like how how like black eyed children change your everyday life, like this changes your everyday yeah, life. Yeah, so black eyed children changes you while you're awake. Mm-hmm. This one changes you while you're asleep. Yeah, or like right before you're about Sorry, to Corey asleep. just fucked up your life in every aspect. Okay, so literally there's a documentary called The Nightmare. It I was on Netflix my for like chapstick in my champagne. Ew. It was it was on Netflix for like two or three years. It's not on Netflix anymore. I just checked. It's called The Nightmare. It came out in 2014 or 15. We watch it together. It is scary as fuck. And literally since I've watched that um documentary i now fall asleep watching netflix because there's in it the main guy who like that they follow and reference back to he said that the best thing to keep him from having an episode is to watch tv while falling asleep Mm. so ever since then i've been so scared that i have started watching netflix damn yeah we should watch the documentary again no It's scary. It's it's good one. <laughs> it's rec- a good one. I remember we watched it at Park on Center. And the thing is, it scares me about it is because it like it jumps that line for me, where I am so scared of all this stuff, and I've said it before. I half believe in the supernatural, metaphysical, but it's more at a point where I so am, I'm so scared of it that I just respect the fact that it might exist, so I don't dabble in it, so I don't have an ex- you know I don't have a reason to believe in it or yeah. not. But this sort of jumps that line where it's like, no, scientists and medi- like it has been medically identified as a, um, you know, thing that happens to people, but it manifests demons and shit. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. Like, I hate this. You're like, oh, so I'm not safe. <laughs> yeah. Like, I literally was just texting Ryan about it today. Um, he's the guy that I've been texting yeah, online. Yeah. And he said he's had it a few times. And he's literally like sat there saying he like he's woke up crying because something is whispering in his ear like i i just don't i don't know if i could i don't know if i could handle that well jordan's had like an, a couple of experiences i just been dating where like one <sighs> night like he woke up in his sleep and um and he was or he was like half asleep half awake so like you know classic sleep yeah, paralysis yeah. and he was turned to his side and i was like in front of him like the little spoon but he heard my voice from behind him say I love you, Beb, or something like that. But I was like dead asleep, and he was like, "What the fuck?" And yeah, no, it's, sir. it's freaky. No, sir. So many people have experienced sleep paralysis. I just like can't. I mean, I say I can't deal with it, but then I've had that experience with the banging and on the closet. But like, I don't know. That was it. Was still like nothing was next to me. There was no real figure. It was more just auditory. I did physically see the the the, 
the door the closet move yeah but it was still like removed from me but if i had something fucking like whispering demon. in my ear yeah like i don't know if i could really recover from that yeah like truly <laughs> yeah i guess like since i've seen stuff like from my I, I mean i guess you just get over it you're a human so you're like cool yeah. whatever it's just it's just so scary yeah fuck it okay it's just a we're done it's like i think we're at like an hour and 40 minutes now cool well my bad. mine's a little short today okay it's only uh five pages but normally mine's between six to nine pages a uh so my 69. my segment today is the boy in the box yes so in February of 1957, in the Fox Chase area of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, sits, I'm going to butcher this road name. Yes. It's like, Sacagawea. it looks if someone just like slammed their hand on a keyboard <laughs> and ended it with road. Uh, Susquehanna Road. The Susquehanna Road. Yeah, you that know, sounds right. Susquehanna. Sus- I mean, I've heard that before. Okay. Probably because this is a pretty famous story. It's it's essentially a deserted road. Like, okay. think of a spooky AF road that's, like, you know, covered in, like, creepy-ass trees. It's long Ooh, and windy. It leads fun. to, like, some, like you know, pop, probably <gasps> Like, when you're houses. driving up to where we would do, oh, yeah, where we would do the uh, bonfires. Where did we do bonfires? Remember that road where we would drive up to go to the bonfires? The one that I like got drunk and fell backwards. And if y'all oh. literally didn't catch me, I would have hit my head I on the rock and died. I wasn't there for that. That was right before I met you guys. Oh, that was right before. Oh, that literally was right before. It was literally like a week before. Oh my God. That's so true. Did you ever hear that story? Oh I yeah. Literally got Corey almost died. I, I literally, y'all like, I didn't eat anything that day for like no reason. I think it was like almost finals. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Because it was the beginning of the it semester. It was the beginning of the semester. Um, I literally like got so drunk and I was walking up a hill and I was like, Aah! so it was like, you know, I, I fell backwards, but there are like rocks jetting out of this hill. Like almost certainly if they didn't catch me out of fun, like I would have just hit my head on a rock. Yeah. Like Corey literally would have died. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So it's on this deserted ass road. Um, this road was filled with animals. So a local hunter would set up like illegal traps along the, this deserted road to like catch the animals. Okay. Now on a cold February morning, this man stumbled upon a deceased young boy in a cardboard box. What? Worried about his illegal traps, he decided just to take his traps and leave the area and not report it because he was worried about the repercussions from his... Uh, illegal traps okay a few days later on february 24th college student frederick benosis he was driving down the road and he saw a bunny run into the bushes knowing that there were illegal traps along the road because it was kind of common knowledge if you like were like a resident in the area benosis got out of his car to make sure that the bunny was okay law literally me as That's he cute. walked through the bushes, um, he found the deceased young boy in a cardboard box. Panicked, he drove away and decided not to report it. A day passed, and it was just like really... I'd be so scared to be haunted if I didn't like report. Well, that. that's probably why he ended up reporting it because like a day later, he, like it was really weighing on him, and he was like had a sick feeling. He's like, I need to report it. Like, fuck, like it's now looking like worse that I'm not reporting it. I'm just going to go ahead and report it. So he called the police. He was like, yo, there's a dead bon- l- a dead little boy in a cardboard box. This road. Police arrived at the crime scene and began one of America's most notorious John Doe child cases. Damn. So the boy, he was completely naked and wrapped in a blanket. Um, because of the weather and the delay with the like reportings of the body, it was nearly impossible to tell how long the boy was in the box. 
Um, investigators speculate that he died anywhere from two days to potentially three weeks before he was even discovered. So it's like a huge range of when he even was murdered or when he even died. Um, the boy was around six years old, 40 inches tall, but he only weighed 30 pounds. So he was extremely malnourished and had other signs that pointed towards abuse. For example, he had pr- bruises all over his head, chest, arms, and legs. Oh, my God. He had seven distinctive scars. Uh, one in particular was a pretty large L-shaped scar under his chin. And then he had two surgical scars, one on his groin area and the other on his ankle, which was known as a cut-down excision, which is essentially when the vein is exposed for transfusions. Um, he had no vaccination markings. He still had all of his baby teeth, and he possibly had a chronic eye issue. Um, and he ate within a few hours before his death. There is also a dark substance in his throat, meaning fuck? he most likely threw up around the time of his death. Oh. Um, one hand and both feet were wrinkled, which means he was most likely in water for a long period of time right before he had died. Um, and his nails were trimmed and clean, and his hair was cut right right around the time of his death. Okay. Um, the cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head because there were multiple uh, blunt wounds on his head. Yeah. Police had close to 300 people search the area for clues, and all they could find was the box the boy was in, the blanket he was wrapped in, and a blue hat near the box. So the blue corduroy hat was a size 7 and 1 eighth, and it was labeled Eagle Hat and Cap, and Cap Company, and it was made by small business owner Hannah Robbins. When approached uh, by investigators, she actually remembered the person who bought that hat. Um, the man who bought the hat was between 26 to 30 years old. He was blonde, and he wanted to customize the hat. She added a leather strap and buckle to the hat for him. Um, the man didn't give him di- didn't give her his name, and he paid in cash, so there's no record of who he was, and there's no way the investigators to find him. Um, it is important to note that the boy in the box did have blonde hair. Corey, go ahead and just Google the boy in the box. No. And you'll be able to see the picture of him. That are posted in news articles, everything. Oh, okay. But it's his dead body. Like they post it <laughs> everywhere. So I'm not gonna like warm. I'm not gonna like warm this up. For You're you. like warning, but warning. Like it is his dead body. You looking at it? It's sad. Oh. The yeah. b- the blanket was traced to manufacturers in North Carolina and Canada, but since thousands of these blankets were made and sold in stores all around the u.s it was impossible to pinpoint who purchased this specific blanket Um, now the box was the most promising clue because on the box there was a serial number which helped them trace the box to a jc pennies which is about 15 minutes away the box was used to ship a bassinet so like a, a crib 12 of those Theory. bassinets in total were sold and shipped from that specific JCPenney. However, all of those customers paid in cash. So they did not have a record of who they sold it to. Because this is the, the 90s? 50s. 50s. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my, my my only connection to JCPenney's is the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> and like Zoolander. Yeah, totally. Where she says JCPenney's on sale. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. Eight of those 12 people came forward and told police they either still had their box or they disposed of their box and explained how and where they disposed of that box. Um, The other four people could not be found. They paid in cash. They never came forward. End end of the trail right there. Yeah. Period. Bye. Fuck. 
Even though the clues just weren't really getting them anywhere, police were almost certain that someone would come forward if they recognized the boy. So they printed around 400,000 flyers with the picture of the boy, yeah. um, and they put it everywhere, like everywhere. But Ev- the flyers were all of him dead? Yeah, like the picture you see. Because the picture they had. That's the only picture they had, yeah. Every single newspaper, every single news channel, everything. They even included a flyer in every single utility bill. For years. Whoa. For over 400,000 flyers were printed. Police, this is fucked up. This next part is like spooky. Police even dressed up the boy's body in clothes and they sat him in a stool and took photos and released them so people could see well, what he looked like when he was alive. Well, yeah, they're, yeah, that. The picture's spooky. But yeah, they're like trying to do it and also trying to like, you know, they're trying to get the picture out there while not like being grotesque. So I get that. Police also compared finger and footprints to nationwide databases. And they also checked every single hospital in Philadelphia for a match and they couldn't find anything. It is as if this kid just did not exist. That picture is more disturbing than just the OG one. Yeah, it's disturbing. I saw it and I was like. (laughs) They failed. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, good job traumatizing people. People are in therapy because of this picture. Yeah. So police essentially begged the public to come forward with any info that they had. One tip did stand out to them. It was a confidential and anonymous tip. Um, So this was not made public at the time. Important. This tip, not public. Not public for years. No one knew. Okay. Just investigators. A man said he was driving on that road in February and he saw a woman pulled over on the side of the road and her tall son next to her. What the fuck? They had the trunk open, and they looked really anxious, so he pulled over to see if they needed help. The woman and son did not acknowledge him and continued to ignore him until he drove away. Remember that. I'd be like, that's the last time I pull over. Yeah, I'd be like, okay. That's why we don't pull over nowadays. That's why we don't pull over, because that and Ted Bundy. So with no new tips, investigators held a funeral for the boy. They all put together like their own personal finances, Yeah. held a funeral for him. And this was in 1957. Uh, on his headstone, it reads, in quotes, Heavenly Father, bless this unknown boy. That's beautiful. So let's go through some theories. First batch of theories are ones that were dismissed, but they're just important to note because there are so many theories out there as to what the fuck happened and who the fuck this boy is. They kind of range from like everything. So I'm just going to go through some of them so you can kind of see the range. Yeah. First one, aliens. Okay. Next one. Really? Literally aliens? <laughs> next one. Jesus. Because <laughs> like. <laughs> the aliens are like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like almost. We ev- just butt fuck people. <laughs> almost like every single true crime, like mystery. Oh yeah. Aliens. Someone's like, but what if it was aliens? <laughs> Some like, like the meme. Person. It's just aliens. <laughs> totally yeah some like web sleuth is like but hear me out aliens, aliens. <laughs> okay next theory frederick bonosis you know the college kid who found the body it was the second person to find the yes. body um he was the og suspect because he was the person who reported the body True. so like naturally he's a suspect yeah after passing a lie detector test, after being interviewed, the police were like, okay, this is not our suspect. He's let go. But some people do believe that he was responsible. But, like, okay. he's he's not. Those are two, yeah, general, like, yeah. Yeah, he's expected. just the one who... Stu- who Aliens, went- the person who finds the body. Yeah. We the, get it. The next one is that the boy in the box was homeless, and he experienced some sort of violent altercation that ended him oh. ended up with his death. Um, this explains why there aren't any records of him anywhere. Um, this also explains, like, the box and the malnourished body. 
However, because his nails were trimmed and really clean and he didn't look dirty and like his hair was trimmed. Yeah. Um, police kind of ruled that out as a possibility because they're like he had means to kind of take care of himself, even though he was malnourished. OK. Um, the next one. So medical examiner Remington Bristow. This is kind of a long one. He investigated this case for almost 40 years. Like this Damn. was his life case. He spent tens of thousands of his own dollars. He spent you know, hours and hours and endless hours just of his own time, his own money, just looking at this case. Cause it was, they always say, like I watch a lot of ID channel and stuff. Like every um, investigator detective, they always have like the one case that like they can never crack. That just like yeah. gnaws at them. And they're like, it's right fucking there. Like I know I can solve it. And like, especially like in the fifties and stuff, they didn't have the technology, but anyways, oh, he dedicated <laughs> your cat moved. <laughs> It was a demon. Scared the shit out of me. This was his case. Like every day his life was like dedicated to this case. He followed every single lead that came through. This took him all around the United States, everywhere. He even made a mask of the boy and he carried it around with him in his briefcase. What the fuck? Which is weird and creepy in itself. Why the mask was necessary? I don't know. He like rolls up to someone's house. He's like, have you seen this boy? They're like, no. He's like, well, what about now? Puts on the mask. Just a picture is okay. (laughs) Yeah. Sir. Sir. (laughs) He's like a Michael Myers mask. (laughs) Sir. Sir. Just a fucking picture. Get the fuck out of my house. Jesus Christ. Um, He had thousands of newspaper clippings you know he was obsessed you know um that like meme of uh he he like is what's his name like charlie day yeah from always sunny yeah and yeah he, he's yeah. like in front of the like billboard or in front uh-huh. of the uh, bulletin board like looking crazy <sighs> yeah. this was how i imagined That's this guy him. with this yeah. case um he even went to his psychic um who held staples from the box to try to see like if they felt anything that's intense. Yeah, he, he like, did everything. So he, his first theory of what happened was that the boy died accidentally, um, and the family of this boy did not come forward in fear of the legal consequences because the boy died under their care. Okay. Which is valid. Yeah. It's valid. That, that seems pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, and then he went to another psychic. <laughs> so this psychic, in particular mentioned a foster home now this foster home they mentioned was about a mile and a half away from the crime scene what the fuck? keep in mind um this psychic described every single detail of the foster home every single person in the foster home and they've never even been into that town they've never even seen pictures of that town they didn't even know the like anything and y'all this is the 50s google does not exist this is between the 50s and 90s at this point okay in this like time google still does not exist yeah google does not exist yeah so like they don't know what the sh- what the fuck this little foster home specifically looks like yeah. so bristow he went to the foster home and sure enough every single detail the psychic gave him was accurate every single Damn. one so this foster family they were already interviewed by police but bristow was just convinced that there was something there he went to a garage sale that they hosted in 1961 and he found a jc bassinet that looked almost identical to the ones that were sold and shipped oh in that my box. God. So this started a theory. His theory was that a foster daughter, her name is Anna Marie, that she gave birth to a boy, to the boy in the box, and she eventually murdered him or accidentally killed him because she didn't want to be a mother. After he came with this theory, Remington Bristow passed away. So Philadelphia detective, his name's Tom Augustin, he took over that theory in 1998. And he ended up interviewing former foster home er, uh, owner Arthur Nicoletta and his wife, Anna Marie. Anna Marie used to be his foster daughter. What the fuck? 
but the two had a sexual relationship, and when she was an adult, she married him. A, a detective Augustine Mo- probably not okay found out that Anna Marie <laughs> did have a baby with Arthur, and that baby died in a freak accident. What the fuck? But that baby's accident, which is confirmed by the morgue, he, you know, those nickel rides outside of like malls and yes. grocery stores. He got electrocuted on a nickel ride. No, I don't believe that. Fuck <laughs> and that. Died. Whoever believes that, fuck you. The morgue confirmed it. No, sir. And that somebody was paid off. And that boy was the same age as the boy in the box. <laughs> no, uh, that person was paid off. <laughs> and with that. Uh, Detective Augustine was like, okay, I believe you. And he dropped that theory. <laughs> so <laughs> I could on, never be a detective because I'd be like, right, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, fuck you. You like bitch slap them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now let's go through theories that could possibly be true. Because the last one I just said could possibly be true. But these next ones like really could possibly be true. First one. Um, the boy in the box is a missing child from a different state or country. Okay. Who got yeah, murdered. That's easily like, valid. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Okay, done. Next one. Yeah. Just That's not a fun one. So next Aliens. one. <laughs> so these two are connected. The last two that Ooh. I'm going to talk about. And they're wild. So in 2016, recent. Yeah. Recent. Literally three years ago. Two writers. Uh, first one is Jim Hofferman. And the next one is Louise Romano. They explained that they believe they had discovered a potential identity from Memphis, Tennessee, um, and requested that the DNA be, be compared between the family members and the child because they believe, or sorry, this is all based off of a tip. The tip is that a man in Philadelphia told police that he rented his house to a man who allegedly sold his son. How the fuck this landlord knows that fact is beyond me. <laughs> Like, okay, just imagine. Oh, my God. That would like, be like me if I got involved in some serious shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know how I know this, but, like, let me tell you every detail. Yeah, but, like, somehow this man who I'm renting a house to sold his son. How I know that, I don't know. Like, he was, like, looking through my house, and he's like, two bed, three bath. I sold my son. How much is this rent? <laughs> I'm not guilty, but I know every detail. Yeah. So the man... Uh, he rented the house to who, you know, potentially sold a son. He was blonde, just like the boy in the box. And he had another son who looked eerily similar to the boy in the box. A DNA sample was taken from the man they believed to be the boy in the box's brother. But investigators have not tested the DNA. All they said about the DNA sample was that they could, that they would, in quotes, investigate further. Por qué? I don't know. <laughs> So in 1989, a woman who identifies as M told her psychiatrist. What was that? What was that? Fuck you, Moan. This is Moan. That's Moan. Okay. I'm going to turn on my flashlight. Fuck you, S'mores. (laughs) There's nothing here, Corey. Whatever. (laughs) S'mores is behind you. Whatever. Should I? No. No. Don't look. Just don't look. Just let it suck you in the darkness and kill you. So <laughs> Less scary. <laughs> Less scary. <laughs> a woman named N, who, who M. identifies as M, yeah. told her psychiatrist that as a young child in the 50s, her extremely abusive mother purchased a young boy from his birth parents what? as a sexual slave. What? Keep in mind, the theory I just went through is about a man who sold his son. This next theory is about a a woman who bought 
a son. Who bought a son for sexual... In the 50s, in the same area. How is... According to M, the little boy her mom purchased... What was that? Did you hear that? What was that? No. (laughs) (laughs) I am... like, no. (laughs) What is going to happen to me if I finish this theory? Am I going to get... Continue. (laughs) I don't want to. Okay. According to M, the little boy her mom purchased was named Jonathan. Okay. And he was handicapped and he could not speak. And he was kept in the basement of their home for two and a half years. What the fuck? Where he was physically, mentally, and sexually abused daily. Why? I don't know. In February of, of 1957, Jonathan threw up baked beans in the bathtub and M's mother lost it and killed him. The mother slammed his head repeatedly against the bathtub and then threw him on the ground. After realizing he was dead, she cut his hair and trimmed his nails to conceal his identity and forced 10-year-old M to help her put him in the trunk of their car and dispose of the body. Wait, so this account all comes from the little girl? All from M. Well, she's not a little girl anymore. But the little girl at the time. Well, she was talking to her psychiatrist in the 80s. This is 30 years after the event. How how young was she when this happened? 10. Okay. And when she was talking to her psychiatrist, so she's, what, 40? Yeah. So while Em and her mother were looking for a secluded area, her mom spotted a box on the side of the road and decided to grab it. They continued driving until they reached Susquehanna Road. The Susquehanna, yeah. Em and her mother got out of the car and opened the trunk. Right when they did this, a man drove by and stopped his car and asked they needed help. Em's mother forced her not to say a word until the the man left. And after he left, they put his body, little Jonathan's body, in the box, and they put the box in the bushes and drove away. Em refused to speak with law enforcement officers about this until 2002. Her psychiatrist contacted the Philadelphia police, um, and they called Em in for questioning. After recounting her story... Police thought they finally had a break in the case because she mentioned details of his body in the crime scene that was never made public. For example, how he threw up beans before he died. Cause yes, because he had dark... the stuff in his... Yeah. Why is this not solved? So the wrinkle finger, like the wrinkles, fingers, In the and bathtub. Hands, bathtub. And the man who stopped and asked them if they needed help. But after investigating the story, authorities started getting skeptical, skeptical because they questioned neighbors and family members who all said there was absolutely... No abuse. Like, nothing happened. And M suffered from severe mental illness, and she constantly was making things up. Mm. Um, investigators also looked at the basement where he, where little Jonathan was supposedly kept for two years, and they couldn't find anything. Nothing. No DNA. Nothing. They ripped up that basement. Nothing. Because all of this, they dismissed her story. Because they asked, they talked to psychiatrists, they talked to mental hospitals. Because M was in and out of mental hospitals her entire adult life. Okay. They kind of wrote her off as a crazy person. Personally, though, I think M's story is most likely what happened because she knows so many specific details that were never made public. That just to to get every single detail of the story one hundred percent right when. 90% of those details weren't made to the public is crazy. Like, there was not one part of her story that does not match up with what they found. But what, what were the parts that weren't released to the public? The, like, the throw up, the baked beans part, the wrinkled hands from the bathtub, okay, and specifically yeah. the guy who stopped um, his car and asked for help. Yeah, okay. Like, those are the three big ones that were not released to public, and she 
mentioned every single one of them. Mm, yeah, that makes sense so, to like, me. Like, yeah. personally, I, like, believe her story. And it also matches up with the theory from the two writers about you... that tip of the guy that sold his son. I just don't get, like, what kind of person, like, has a child but then goes and gets in a situation in the 50s without the internet to where you can buy another child to then lock up and sexually abuse. Yeah, like, how, how does that happen? What, like... You already have a child. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. One, how do you get involved in a situation where you can find another child to sex to buy? Yeah, is there like a club? And then sexually abuse. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. So to this day, the boy in the box is still unidentified, and the mystery surrounding him continues to grow. The case is still open. If you have any information surrounding the case, please contact the Philadelphia Police Department at 215-686-3334. Ooh. Anyways, Corey, how's your sex life? Cool. There are a lot of noises happening outside. There's a lot of noises happening. Um, This part, like, I guess, like... It's a little confusing because we're doing this three weeks in advance. It's been a while. We'll do our sex lives for the Christmas bonus episode that'll be real and up to date. Yeah. So like, I mean, I guess we can just like end it End. we're in Hawaii. I don't know right now. Yeah. I'm probably just like sitting in a, in a, um, airport, just reading a book. Yeah. I'm, I'm stuffing my face with Los Angeles vegan food and then. So I guess we'll just end it here. Yeah. Anyways. How's your sex life? Bye. Aloha. Aloha. (laughs) 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 <laughs> we didn't even plan that. <laughs> We're adorable. Aloha.